Rock Out Loud is brought to you by Tops and the Star Wars Card Trader app. Check out the Star Wars Card Trader app right now on your favorite Android or Apple iOS device and start trading with people with thousands of Star Wars cards literally all over the world. It's the Star Wars Galaxy in the palm of your hand. Tops, rediscover Tops, rediscover the joy of collecting. Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rock Out Loud. This is the Rockin'est podcast in the Goloverse. I'm going to say it's the podcast that rocks the so- socks off of all the other podcasts, or the podcast that will rock you right through the wall. So, you know, you know what we want? We want to rock. That's what we want to do. And we're a show that's known for being somewhat critical of certain eras, certain groups, certain songs. We, we cause it like we seize it on this show, as it were. And uh, tonight we're going to, we're not going to eat any crow, but we're going to actually maybe admit some things that we've never admitted before. Or we'll just feel stupid about some of the songs we picked. That'd be me. I don't, I don't think I did this right. But to help I us do... I think you do it right. Exactly. You here to help us do this right. She is... Uh, <laughs> She's the smartest person in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> but she is the rockin' chicken all the land. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen in Jersey. Kristen, let's get rocked. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I feel like cotton candy. Ooh, I love cotton candy, <laughs> but in like liquid form. That's my new thing. Um, I uh, I have a friend who was coming out of surgery of some mm-hmm. sort and had and was still kind of doped up on the drugs. <laughs> and um, the nurse asked her, "How are you feeling?" And she says, "I feel like cotton candy." And so I said, I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with that. And uh, it's going to be, I'm going to work it into my vocabulary and my vernacular. That's amazing. Your friend is amazing for giving that gift to us. Yes. Yes. Well, she was also convinced that Michael Jackson was helping out with the surgery. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then she just kind of lay there for a minute and went, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. Oh my God. And then she stops and she says, but he never told us who the man in the mirror is. <laughs> so at that point, I told her, I said, I, I need you to confess to me right now that that is, that is your inner self coming out and you're actually confessing for the first time that you really don't know who the man in the mirror is. Oh 
in that God. song. And, um, you know, that's what the drugs will do to you, ladies and gentlemen. See, the one time I was drugged up, I wasn't, I didn't have anything like that. I was like, I could walk to the room. And the nurse was like, no, let me help you. I'm like, no, I could walk. And then I got up and I walked and then I just started laughing at nothing. And my dad was like, you're going to rip your stitches out. You have to stop laughing. <laughs> just, I was like, I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop, Pop. Good old wisdom teeth removal. Mm. Well, uh, this is something different. I don't know what she's having done. But it was, yeah, it was kind of funny to sit there and just watch her laying there like, well, you know, I, I just, what was he doing in there? Because I don't think, I didn't think he was able to do surgery. Plus, I thought he was dead. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Kristen. Yes. Um, I, I appreciate you powering through this one. I know that you've got some bad news today uh, in the <sighs> sports world. Yeah, like, all my favorites have to stop dying. That would be really great. It'd be nice, everybody. Yeah. The best pitcher I've ever seen in my life, in my lifetime, is dead, guys. Wow. <sighs> what a, what an obituary. Um, he was. I swear it made me cry. Like, oh, my God. I was watching those videos making me cry. Yeah. Uh, talking of course about the 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 untimely death of um uh, and see this is how much i'm not into sports Kristen. roy halliday roy halliday i was remembering halliday i couldn't remember that first name <laughs> roy roy good old doc and uh wow he got the name doc yeah hmm i thought there was only one doc in major league baseball Doc Halliday, and my favorite shirt, which I'm going to have to wear tomorrow, is my Doctober no-no shirt. But it's November. Um, Yeah, but he threw a no-hitter in his first ever postseason appearance with the Phillies, Steve. That's it was fantastic. the second ever postseason no-hitter in history. Mm. Who threw the first? History. Who threw the first? I don't know. Some Yankee guy. Oh, in really? Like 1948. Are you just saying that because you don't know? You're just guessing it may be a Yankee? No, it is. It is. I think it is a Yankee guy. Is it Yogi Berra? I don't know. It like someone in the chat. Come on. It's a I know it's a Yankee guy cuz of course it's a Yankee guy. Well, that's what I'm asking. Um, the on 19, Don Larson of the New York Yankees. Yeah. Cool. There you go, Don Larson. Was Yogi mm -hmm. Berra the catcher? <laughs> no, I don't know what I don't know what position Yogi played. <laughs> so who won the World Series? Do we know? What, this year? Yeah, is that over? The Houston Astros won it. The Houston Astros of the American League. I, I, I was out of touch for a long time. I didn't realize the Astros win American League. They went, I think, in like 2012 or 2013. Like, it's been, it was fairly recently. Like, I just can't believe that the Astros won the World Series because they were essentially the farm team of the Phillies mm -hmm. when oh, we were wow. really good. Like, we would just trade our, like, here, yeah, here's a pick, here's a player to them, and get, like, a really good player. Hmm. Well, you know, and two, well, that's the thing. It's just hard to get used to them being National League. I mean, American League. But also, you know, Houston really needed that. So they're, once again, um, uh, fortifying my stance that uh, all professional sports are rigged. Oh, my God. Stop yeah. it. Well, I, I just... But like they were playing against LA. Now mm -hmm. I was I wasn't really rooting for anyone, but I was kind of rooting for LA because I wanted Chase Utley to get another ring mm. because you know he's a Philly. He'll always be a Philly. 
Oh, is that how you guys look at it? So you don't boo him when he comes back to town? Chase Utley? No, we will never boo Chase Utley. There are a few players that we will boo yeah. until the day they die. Um, because we're Philly and we don't forget. But Chase Utley, we will always, always, always cheer him. We Philly loved Chase Utley. This has nothing this has nothing to do with rock and roll music, I know. I mean, but music and rock go hand in hand. I mean, Chase Utley always walks up to the plate playing cashmere by Led Zeppelin. That's I right. Mean, you know. Music and rock Ooh, do go hand in hand. That would be a good podcast. Like songs you'd we, like we uh, would be our at bat songs. Mm. Or as I well in wrestling we call them walkout songs. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I could do that. I could handle that one. You know the the uh, any wait. Let me finish my thought. Sorry. <laughs> um, it was a sports thought, and it has now passed me by. No! Yeah. Good night. You never talk about sports. I know. Would have been so good. I know, right? Um, I used to be in. You know, in the in the mid nineties, there was a strike in Major League Baseball. Uh huh. And I was done with them after that. I was just okay. like, no more. I'm not. And I was, I mean, like, I was into it. When the Braves went back in the early 90s, when they went worst to first, I jumped on the bandwagon. But I was also at the time collecting baseball cards hot and heavy. Okay. And so I was up on everything. And I'd be watching baseball tonight on ESPN. I was checking all the box scores. I was doing all the stuff. And then they struck. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I got nothing for guys that are making this kind of money saying, yeah, we're not doing enough. Um <laughs> And I just I, I and I never really gained, regained interest in it again. Just wait till the NFL goes into a lockout and everyone will lose their uh, minds. Well, I've been I you know I haven't been big in the NFL for my entire life. <laughs> um, it's always been college football for me. Yeah, so, see, and I've never been into that. Yeah, and you know what? You make me wish that I liked hockey. Dude, it's the best. I know. <laughs> But I just don't understand the game, uh, you know, and I can if, I can never follow what's going on. If you watched it, you would pick up on it, yeah. or like do a Google Hangout and like I don't know somehow get a Flyers game and we'll watch together. Okay. And then it could be like the reverse of like the stereotypical thing where like all these guys go they bring their girlfriends to a game and they're like, "Yeah, hon, <laughs> this is what an offsides is." But why did they do that? It would be like that, right? But except I'll be explaining everything to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would have to because I, I really don't get any of it. And so, I but can then never... there's some things that no one understands. No one knows what goaltender interference is, so don't even ask about it. <laughs> oh, is there such a thing? Oh, yeah. Apparently, when it's convenient. How, I don't know. How they can, can it... kill our goaltender. But isn't, it... isn't the point of a goaltender to interfere? No, if people interfere with the goalie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But sometimes they get pushed in by their own teammate, and then it's still called goaltender interference, and then sometimes that's not called goaltender interference. It's a whole thing. Let's not even get started on it. Okay. Uh, then we shan't. We shan't. Uh, but to the walkout music point, um, the, in the movie Major League with Charlie Sheen, uh-huh. you know, the winner, um, at, the, at the end when he comes out with his big glasses on and everything and they start playing Wild Thing and it's like, and just the whole crowd is just absolutely going nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just so cool as he walks out there and so focused. I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do that. That <laughs> wouldn't be me at all. I'd be like, yeah, here we go. I'd be just completely fired up. And See, that's sports and like athletes are wired a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. A, a few years ago, um, the Georgia Bulldogs 
were taking on, I believe, the University of Auburn Tigers. And there had been rumors. Well, here the, there it was told to the fans, we're going to black out the the Tigers. And so they told everyone wear black. You know, the, the word got around everyone wear black Georgia yep. stuff. And, uh, and, and the Georgia Bulldogs colors typically are red jerseys with black numbers and white trim and then silver pants, silver britches, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they were out warming up and they were all, you know, in their regular attire and everyone's just kind of, you know, on the, you know, just on the edge of things like we're excited, we're pumped up. And, um, and then, um, as they were getting ready to retake the field after they went into the locker room or come back out, they fired up back in black on the, uh, on the old intercom, on the old PA bow, system. Bow, bow, and, bow. and the dogs came out in black jerseys. That's cool. It was an awesome moment. It was a really cool moment. The Eagles did a blackout this past weekend. By the way, guys, eight and one. Come at me. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't. Oh, the Eagles are doing it up, huh? Eight and one, baby. Who's leading that charge? Uh, Carson Wentz. Way to go, Carson. Yeah, the phenom. The phenom quarterback. I also heard today about a team uh, in college football, Pitt State in Kansas. Okay. um, That are the, the Pitt State Gorillas. Oh. Uh, and they do Welcome to the Jungle before their games. I mean, everybody does going. Welcome to the Jungle. Though. Um, there's a there's a coach, <laughs> right? Well, but they work that that works, um, because uh, they're be, gorillas. Because they're gorillas, right? Um, there was a, uh, <laughs> and this is why I know this. Um, Washington State coach Mike Leach. Uh, is he basically lets people at press conferences ask him whatever they want to ask him. Mm-hmm. And he has some of the best answers in in coaching. Like, he's just fantastic. And so he was asked about his favorite mascots in college football. And um, let me see if I can pull this up and just play a little bit of it. It's great. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. If it'll play. I should have probably YouTube this and not played it from this. <laughs> that tiger at LSU that's a live, real tiger sitting in there in some metal structure. Let me back this thing Well, up. first of all, there should be more sharks if you're by an ocean. <laughs> uh, that tiger at LSU that's a live, real tiger sitting in there in some metal structure, which clearly he could rip his way out of if he wanted to, even half wanted to. That's an awesome one. Uh, the Buffalo at Colorado, that's an awesome one. Um, Here he goes. Well, those two are pretty hard to beat. Um, <laughs> okay, but the best is, okay, so there's a place in Kansas called Pitt State. I used to see it on film. We didn't play them. They're called Pitt State, and they're the gorillas, and there should be a lot more gorillas for um, – mascots because think about it a gorilla can whip a lot of stuff a gorilla can whip a lot of stuff <laughs> my god <laughs> oh well we have gone off the rails right out of the gate here with rock out loud i know how do we get here uh because we're mourning the loss of uh roy halliday yes yeah true facts so um uh, it is sad to see heroes and and you know and, and people that you followed and loved and it's just a bad thing so I hate to hear that, but we're going to press on. We're going to help Kristen uh, mourn and process things tonight through the power of music. And uh, positivity. Yeah, and positivity. 
Yeah, because we... Mm, yeah, we're going to be positive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as positive as I could be about, you know, some bands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Watch out now. <clears throat> yeah, I'm really worried about that last pick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I do very much love that song. Um, so, I mean, I, I said it's a song that I love. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this is, uh, we've got a couple of emails. First from John Swinimer, uh, whose name has become a, uh, it became a, an exclamation on Disney Vault Talk. Swinimer. Um, he says, greetings to the rockingest chick in the Gulliverse and busiest podcaster this side of the Atlantic. Thanks, for, thanks to you both for yet another truly entertaining podcast featuring Van Halen, the Sammy Hagar years. There's one point I'd like to make that may be overlooked in this current age. Back in 1986, just about every band had to have a music video to promote their album. Without that visual promotion, it was very difficult to get recognition. Music videos were a must-have to be considered for any airplay or album sales. So it was very odd that Van Halen made a conclusion... Uh, I'm sorry. Let me... I ran right into that one. Uh, it's very odd that Van Halen made a conscious decision to avoid making any music videos for uh, 5150. The live concert video would come later. This decision was a deliberate statement of their fans to ensure they paid attention to the music rather than the visuals. Wow. Thanks again for the great work. Keep on rocking. And that's John Swinimer. Um, on that episode, Kristen, I mentioned that I never hear, like, Standing on Top of the World and a few of my picks on uh, classic rock radio. Yeah. And no, it was two days later. I got in my car, crunk it up, and the classic rock station was on, and they were literally playing Standing on Top of the World. See? They, yeah. You know what, Steve? They obviously listen to Rock Out Loud. Uh, either that, or I just don't listen to classic rock radio enough. <laughs> I've, got my, I've got my iPod plugged in usually, so or my iPhone. Who has an iPod anymore? Um, I do, but yeah. whatever. Uh, Rod, our friend, bald-headed Rod, has chimed in, and he says... Uh, the subject line is, been a while. Um, he says, hey, Steve and Kristen, it's been a while since I chimed in. I hope Steve read that in a stained voice. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, I did, Rod. I love right into that. I you love so well. <laughs> love the shows you've been putting out and the interaction Kristen has been doing on Twitter. I know Kristen feels she is the devil, but Taylor has a new CD out. Come on, Rod. And I've heard one song off of that, and I'm very disappointed in Taylor. Isn't that stupid? Look what you made me do. Yeah, song, yeah. Stupidity. Yeah. And you know why I don't like it? Because she's she has abandoned fun pop for the uh, auto-tuned, over-synthesized voice. She had to give Right Said Fred a writing credit on that song. Like, mm. come on. That's how you know it's bad. <clears throat> I wanted to pitch an idea for a show, Top Protest Songs. Okay. Write it down. Well, I don't know really that I would know what protest, what's a protest song. I mean, I guess I just put a bunch of Dylan in there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and Born in the USA. <laughs> right. Well, his top five are Prison Song by System of a Down, Ohio by Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Fortunate Son by CCR. That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, Born in the USA by the Roll Spirit Animal. That's his <laughs> words. Any Rage Against the Machine song. Keep up the good work. Love the show. And that's our friend, Bald. That's your best friend, Bald Headed Rod. I love Rod. Yeah, you guys are besties now. We bond over our, both of our fantasy teams being awful in the Goliverse League. What a, what a journey you guys have had. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
it shows that we're both great people and that the the role and Goliverse community just really bring people together and not tear people apart. That's right. We're we're a, we're a place of uplifting and and compassion. Exactly. And yeah. So so shut up. Um stop stop being mean to us. Uh all right. Well, do we have any like is there any news worth Oh, you've got a fun story to tell. I do. <laughs> Okay, so um, everyone knows my love of... Did you just laugh? I did. (laughs) So everyone knows my love of uh, Liam Gallagher and Oasis. Um, And Liam Gallagher is playing Philly, and it's the last stop on his tour when he he comes to the States. And sadly, tickets went on sale when I was in the U.K., so I did not get a ticket and it sold out and I was heartbroken and I was so upset and I've just been looking and looking and looking and um, tickets on StubHub are going for 150 and they were really $40. I'm like, no, like, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not going on StubHub and getting a ticket for that much. Absolutely not. I was like, I will go to the venue and try and meet Liam before the show and be like, Liam, I'm not, I can't get in. Please put me on the guest list. Like, I don't know. Um, so the other day on a whim, I went on the site to get tickets, like the Ticketfly website. And instead of saying sold out, it said it gave me the option to get a ticket. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I'm like one and I click it and a ticket pops up. Wow. So after squealing, (laughs) I ran downstairs to get my credit card. And I was like, oh my God. My dad's like, what's up? I'm like, oh my God, I just got to leave Gallagher to get this one. Oh my God, oh my God. So it's like dying, right? And um, yeah, put all my put all my info in, da 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 click, 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 you know, five seconds later, because I'm a professional in it. Boom, you have a ticket for Liam Gallagher at Union Transfer on November 30th. Wow. Oh my God. So it, where are you sitting? It's all general admission. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so um, since it's a Thursday in November, I will most likely be working, but hopefully I'll be able to get out to get there before doors. Um, and yeah, try and get as close to the front as I possibly can to witness my spirit animal on stage, because let's be real, Liam Gallagher is kind of my spirit animal. <laughs> oh, Liam Gallagher. <laughs> He's hilarious, and I'm, I'm, I will try and meet him. <laughs> How are you going to pull that off? Um, Just wait around. Okay. That's all you have to do to meet people, Steve. It's oh. not like he's playing like the, the arena where it's impossible. It's like, no, he's playing a club. Hmm. So I will stand outside his tour bus and hope that he comes out. He might not because we all know the reputation of Liam Gallagher. But then I know my track record with meeting people that everyone else says are awful and they end up being really nice. So hopefully that streak would continue and Liam would be really nice to me. Hopefully so. I mean, you know, I wouldn't mention Oasis to him, right? No, he like loves talking about Oasis and he plays Oasis songs. Like I wouldn't be like, Oh my God, I love Oasis because I genuinely love his new record. His new record is my favorite record of the year. Is is he all like, well, anyway, here's Wonderwall. No. Okay. He doesn't 
the, here's the thing with Liam Gallagher. He just stands there. Like, I've also never been to a show where, like, the front man literally just, like, puts his hands behind his back and sings in front of the microphone. So I'm, like, really excited about that. <laughs> Is that what he does, sure enough? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, he just stands there and he's just like, maybe... I don't really want to know. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, I, I'm going to die. He's going to get that tambourine out and shake it. And I'm going to be like, Leia! <laughs> I cannot wait. I will report back and I will give you guys all the info. And yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> November 30th is the day. Yeah, buddy. It's all a right. Thursday. The Thursday after Thanksgiving. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to that for you. And, um... I look forward to hearing all of your exploits oh, as you God. meet. Well, you... I'm either going to come back with zero stories mm -hmm. or something just off the chain ridiculous. Well, it's either going to be, it was an amazing show, or he played crap songs, or I stood out by the bus in the freezing cold, and here he came, and he gave me hot chocolate, and we're best friends now. Oh, my. I'd die. I'd be like, oh, my God. I mean, he did just do, see, we could bond over King Tut's Wawa Hut and Glasgow because he just shot his video at King Tut's Wawa Hut, which I went to when I was in Glasgow because that's where Oasis got signed. <laughs> Kristen, are you and, are you okay over there? What? You're saying some really weird words. What? <laughs> Shut I feel, up! I feel like you went into words sound like King Tut's Wawa Hut. King Tut's Wawa Hut! It was voted like the best music venue in the UK, Steve. Okay. Get with it. Know your stuff. Didn't know that. Oh, King Tut's Wawa Hut. King Tut's Wawa Hut. Mm. It's really small. It's like a cafe. So I can't wait to see the video. I was watching all the videos that people were posting from the video shoot on Instagram today. It was great. Sounds like something. Sounds like a five-year-old named it. Hey, King Billy, what do you want to call this place? Let's call it King Tut's Wawa Hut. Maybe someone really liked the Wawa pedal, Steve. Maybe. Oh, I didn't think about the Wawa pedal. I was thinking more of like um, uh, the Miracle Worker. Wawa. It's a thing. Also, it has a name. W-A-T-E-R. Cool thing with King Tut's Wawa Hut is they have stairs. So everyone, like, Instagram this or Google this right now. They have stairs in the venue. And as you go up the stairs, it has the year and then all the prominent bands that played there. So it'll be, like, 2003, The Darkness, Oasis. Like, it'll list, like, all the bands. Like, no doubt. And I just, I love stuff like that. So, yay, King Tut's Wawa Hut. Shout yeah. out. Love you. Yay, King Tut's Wawa Hut. <laughs> Let me tell you what's really cool about King Tut's Wawa Hut. They've got great coffee and sandwiches. Oh, my God. They do have food there, mm. and they're all named after uh, famous rock bands. Can you get gas there? I mean, is this like the home of the Wawa? No! Oh, okay. Oh, my God. You know what Wawa is? Sure. I'm a little bit cultured. Oh, my God! Wawa's the greatest. Steve, <laughs> Steve you just made my night. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's get in some music. How about that? Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we did just talk about some musical-related things, but indeed. Well, I want I want to um, put this out there really quickly because what we're doing our, our song our topic tonight is songs we like by bands we don't. Yep. Or artists we don't. Um, we I for me personally, it, saying I don't like a band is not commentary on whether or not you should like a band anyone and i'm not saying that any of these people are untalented or are not worthy of any success that they may or may not have enjoyed in their career i am for one of them <laughs> you better watch your mouth 
<laughs> you better watch your mouth. <laughs> oh, that it better be drop kick Murphy's is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> this one, Kristen, was a hard topic for me. I know because you've been putting it off for like ten years. Well, I thought we'd done it. No, um, we have not. It, well, I always bring it up. Right, and I always say, "Haven't we done that already?" Um, but it's hard for me because I know that there are bands I don't like, but I generally then don't listen to any music by them because I heard the one song. Yeah, I don't really like them. I'm I'm very quick. I'm a quick judger. I'm not gonna lie. I'm quick okay. to judge, and if I hear someone put out something that I don't really care for. I'm just not going to go pursue the rest of their music. If I hear a song by a group that I like, generally what happens is I'm like, well, let me see what else they got going on. And I'll pursue it, and I'm in, you know, I'll be like, well, okay, I like them pretty good. And so I don't, I don't passionately dislike any group out there. It's just the ones I don't like, I don't really listen to so much. Um, and that's why it was hard because I'm like, well, who don't I like? And I really. So immediately, I just did a Google search. I went, um, I actually Googled songs I like by bands I don't. Just oh, to, my God. Just to see if anything came up. Nothing really came up. And so then yeah, I... we're the first to do it. Right. Then I Googled 90s music. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, I graduated in the 90s. I, there's a lot of 90s music that I should like just because, you know, it was that time of life where you, you're supposed to like the music that you were in, in high school with, that sort of thing. And um, and and so I, I was and I was scrolling through my iTunes. I'm like, what do I, I don't know. And so I, uh, it was it was kind of a hard thing to find a, a list because I just don't think about stuff I don't like, you know, a lot. <laughs> so that's that, that was my struggle with this. But I did find some songs. And I don't know how these are going to be received or not received. I don't know. Um, but here we go. We'll start with this one. This is by a group named Candlebox. Everyone familiar? Everyone know them? Good. Good. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Left Behind. This is the only song by this group that I think I, I like. And now it's not playing. Now everything. There we go. Now maybe I did I mean to treat you better, but I did it anyway. And then maybe some would say your life was safe, but you lived it anyway. And so maybe your friends would stand around you watch you crumble. You fall to the ground And then someday Your friends will stand beside And you were flying Oh, you were flying all so high But then someday people look at you They're what they call their own They watch you suffer Yeah, here yeah, you're going home And then someday we can take our time To brush the leaves
So I just like the groove of that little song, and you know, I kind of feel it a little bit. But everything else by them that I remember or even remotely could go find, I'm like, I don't like this song. I don't like this song. I don't like this group. And uh, I mean, they're just that typical from that era. You know, they they've got their, I don't know. They just they fit a they fit a mold during the time. And I, sorry to all you Candlebox lovers out there, but I do like that song, Far Behind. And it's fun to sing with because you get to go, and baby. But that's, that's about it. Very much that 90s vocal. Also, yes. never knew that song wasn't called Maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I'm like, what is this song Far Behind by Candlebox? And why is it in my collection? <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Love I it. would be like, oh, yeah, here's Maybe by Candlebox. Yeah. Oh, all right, everyone, coming up, Maybe by Candlebox. And Maybe. That's far behind, you moron. Well, sorry. <laughs> they never really say far behind except like once. And I mean, it's in that 90s voice, so it's like... Oh, yeah. And I mean... Like, what? What? Yeah, and the guitar effects that are going to like the, the... Really, the lag of the effects during the, uh, during, the, during the verses and everything. It's just... It is very much vocals, but I guess it's the chord. The chord progression in the, in the style. It's just kind of this... Swing in nice little thing, and you can kind of bob your head to it, and you feel like you know the song, and yeah, it at least makes you think you like it, even if you don't. There you go, because yeah. I know you you really do have a lot of issue with '90s music in terms of like, oh well, this is popular, and I hated everything at that time, so I don't listen. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of yeah. You know what? I can't argue with that. I I don't try to be a contrarian in my life, but I think a lot of times I am. I think a lot yeah, of yeah. I feel like sometimes we can both be pretty contrarian on the show, and I feel like we just need one person to really be the contrarian. So you could be that person, Steve. Okay, that's fine. I'll do that. <laughs> Follow me. That's good. That's fine. Um. Now, so any anything else? Anybody got anything about Candlebox? Anyone else got anything? Are they, I got nothing. Are they still around? Are they still a thing? I don't even know. I don't even know either. I I feel like no. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they're doing like the club thing. Hmm. Oh, good for I'll, I'll Google are Candlebox <laughs> still a band? Okay. And it's searching. They reunited in 2006. Oh, they went on their big reunion tour. Yeah, and they released their latest album, Disappearing Airports, Disappearing in Airports, on April 22nd, 2016. So wow. yeah, they're still around. So they're still around and relevant, or around. Around is the right word, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, I need to be nicer. Um, so this group that you, this, this, your pick, your first pick here. Yeah. Um, this is a group that I think I've been told that I would like. Yeah, and see, I've, and, and I've never really checked them out. Mm -hmm. That's my problem with this band is that I should like them. They have all the ingredients. I just can't get into them. All right. And the and the reason why I love this song is because it's Rob Thomas covered it. And just listen to the lyrics. Oh. Ah! All right. Well, let's give it a listen. This is Here's Looking at You, Kid by the Gaslight Anthem. You can tell Gail if she calls that I'm famous now for all of these rock and roll songs. And even if that's a lie, she should have given me a try. 
When we were kids on the field of the first day of school, I would have been her fool. And I would have sang out your name in those old high school halls. You tell that to Gail if she calls. Got some bitterness. <laughs> he's dealing. He's dealing with some old heartaches. And it just goes on and on and on. But yeah, like I mean, lyrically, how can you not love that song? Yeah, that song's amazing. Um, to me, my issue with the Gaslight Anthem is like, I feel like there, there's not enough melody there for me. Mm. There's not enough of that melodic nature. Right. Um, the lyrics are great. It just, it never gets there for me. And everyone's like, but you're a Bruce fan. You got to like them. You got to like them. You got to like them. And like, mm. dude, like, I try. I really do. Like, my dad really likes Gaslight Anthem. Like, I just, I can't, I can't get on, on the bandwagon. And like, I know that they're broken up now, whatever. Um, but like, the lead singer would shop in my store all the time. Like, he was super nice. He showed me Rob Thomas's phone number and he also showed me a picture of him playing with Bruce Springsteen when he was trying to be all cool. And I was like, wait a minute. You're not this, like, random dude. You're the singer from the Gaslight Anthem. And that's you doing No Surrender at Hyde Park. And he's like, how do you know that? And I was like, because I'm a Bruce fan, man. <laughs> not a Gaslight Anthem fan, but I'm a Bruce fan. At least we have yeah. that in common, sir. Do yeah, they ever... No one can pull the wool over my eyes. Do they jam at all? I mean, do they just... Do they have anything where they rock out? Um, yeah. I mean, they have a song called 45, which is okay. That's probably like their hardest or like, that's probably the song that, um, like, that's probably another song that I really like by them. That's probably a truer representation of what the band is like. Mm -hmm. Um, then this, this is pretty mellow for them, but yeah. Let me give that a listen. not into it <laughs> didn't even get to anything I didn't even get to the hook it, it sounds like um it doesn't necessarily sound like radio rock but it kind of sounds a little bit like radio rock yeah like it's there's there's not to me there's nothing that is like that sparkle where i'm like ooh, 
Yes. Right, right. Yes, I yeah. like that. I will say, though, because like I said, like I saw this song first came on my radar because I saw Rob Thomas cover it at one of his solo shows. Mm. And like I was blown away by the lyrics. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. And I've seen him do it two times since. And every time I'm like, ah, I got yay. Um, but because, you know, I'm the lyrics girl. Like, I have to shout out. Like, there is a verse in this song where he sings, I used to wait at the diner a million nights without her, praying she won't cancel again tonight. And the waiter solved my, served my coffee with a consolation sigh. You remind Anna if she asks why. Mm. Like, that's just good. Like, that's good. Like, angst, heartbreak, like, F you stuff, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I tell you what they, that one song reminded me of that we just listened to. What was that one called? The first one? Um let me pull up my notes and I can tell Here's you. Here's looking at you, kid. Here's looking at you, kid. It, it's a song. It's a trick song. <laughs> it, it's like stuff by, like, there's a song or two by, like, say, the Kings of Leon. Uh-huh. Or, um, you know, or, or like some indie groups that here there kind of pop up sometimes on my radar. And it's like, oh, I'd really, I think I'd really like this group and could get behind them. And then I listen to the rest of the stuff. I'm like, eh, I'm, you know, good for, <laughs> good for them. I'm glad they're doing something. Um, and I feel like that's kind of where I would be at with these guys. Overall. Good for them. I'm happy they're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that too? No, I love it. Is that too snarky? <laughs> I'm not trying to be snarky. Even though it's coming off that way. I'm just saying. No, you know me. I love Snarky Steve. Like yeah. la- our last podcast, I loved it because you were so fired up. <laughs> well, I thought you were joking. Like I didn't know that you could really get to that point. It was great. No, it was fun times. <laughs> Um, um, this is, I I think I've, look, okay, full, full disclosure. Oh God. Um, we're coming up on a group toward the end of the show that everyone knows that you don't like. There's another group in there that it was well documented. We both don't like. And, and I feel like that's kind of the controversy. Those two groups maybe provide controversy for this show. Okay. I feel like I'm going to dip my toe into an area tonight where there may be some blowback on one or two of these things, depending on who listens. Now, um, either one, because I chose this person as someone that I don't really like and listen to, or because I chose this song as one that I do like. But my love of 80s, all things 80s sounding, Mm -hmm. um, is what really draws me to this song. And um, there's really nothing else by this artist that has ever really fired me up. Did a great Super Bowl halftime show this past year. But Mm -hmm. other than that, uh, I'm not a big fan of Lady Gaga or Lady Gaga, as it were. Lady Gaga. But I do love this song. It's the edge. It's the edge of glory.
Look, this song's got a lot of, you know, 21st century electronical music going on and everything, but there's that moment at the end where it breaks down into a sax solo. With Clarence Clemens playing said sax Is that solo. Clarence playing the sax? It is. Didn't yeah. know that. Makes me love this song that much more, by the way. <laughs> Fantastic. But here's the thing. Everything else that she does, I just, I'm not a fan of. Like the paparazzi and the poker face and everything, just never really hit with me or landed with me. Um, I think she's incredibly talented, great vocalist. She's obviously done a lot of songwriting. I know that she, before she was ever, you know, on the scene as Lady Gaga, um, did a lot of songwriting for a lot of different people, you know, and, and wrote some hits. But um, just the rest of her stuff, I'm just not into. But this song, it, it has a real 80s feel to me. You know, right from the synthesized human voices at the beginning. I'm like, all right, uh, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in, and then I can't help but sing along with it, you know? See, I think you've mentioned that you like this song, so it wasn't. I wasn't shocked when I saw this. Okay, good. Well, and it's really the sax that puts it over the top for me. Like, if this had just been this song without that random sax solo in there, um, I would have... The power have, of Clarence Clemens the power of, compels you. Indeed, the power of Clarence compels you. Um, had, had, had that not been the case, it, it would probably be a song like, yeah, I like it okay. But there's just that takes it to that. It feels a little '80s, and then when it hits that sax solo, it goes total '80s. And you know, I'm a sucker for all things '80s. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had someone tell me this week. You know, and oftentimes when you're working church work, you have you get all the stories from people about the sad stuff that's going on in their life. And a lady came up to me and was talking about her mom, who's in assisted living now, and you know has the in the throes of dementia, if you will. Mm. And uh, she said, you know, today she thinks it's 1981. And wow. I just, and I looked at her and I said, I tell you what, though, I said, of all the eras to be mentally into and stuck in, what a great decade. I said, I, you know, I said, I know it's tough and, it, and, it's, and it's hard. I said, but these are the moments where it can also be kind of fun. I said, because you can actually go to her and say, who's president right now? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> who's Who's on the top of the charts right now? You know, and you just get into that '80s pop culture and and just love the '80s. And what a if I ever suffer from the throes of dementia, I hope that I find myself stuck in the '80s. Yeah, don't want to be stuck in now. Mm-mm. Nope. Or the '90s. So <laughs> definitely not the '90s, or Steve. Right. Well, definitely not. Gosh, the '90s just wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, there was some good stuff that come out of it, but you know, just like everything. There's a silver lining to every cloud. But then sometimes you just get a really beautiful cloud. And that's, and that's the 80s. So. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, you know. And like I say, I'm not hating on Lady Gaga. I know that she's super talented. And I know that, um, you know, she's, she's, she's really a good vocalist. But I just, the rest of her stuff I've never really been drawn to. And two, I think I, that's valid. And two, I think that, I don't know that I have the problem that you have with female vocalists. What problem do I have with female vocalists? I thought that, that you, I just don't like them. Yeah, that's the thing. I, 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 yeah, you, you typically you don't go to female vocalists very much when you nope. when you're talking vocalists. So, and I and I, and that never. My thing is, if you can sing, that's all. You if you can carry a tune and make it sound good, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> so I'm not my my uh, my music listening knows no no sexism like Kristen's does. So, Whoa! Yeah, Kristen's a sexist when it comes to her. Whoa! Yeah, I'm just calling Kristen. You know, just because 
So you're trying to get some blowback off you Ooh. for like when Wonder Woman came out, Steve. Hey, I liked Wonder Woman. <laughs> By the way, I can't wait for Justice League. Woo! Hey, more and more, that's looking pretty good, huh? I am so excited, and I really hope I'm not let down, but I don't think I will be. I don't think you will be either, and that's how much they've suckered me in. I'm like, I, I really think this movie's going to be good. And and what sold me on it was the one trailer where Batman says, we need Superman. The world needs Superman. Uh-huh. And then there was a clip that just happened where it was like, the team needs Clark. The world needs Superman. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm really hoping for a glorious moment where all hope is lost. And, um, and, and there he, he is. And then here he comes riding the wings of wind and... I will cry oh. because you know Soups is my guy. No, Screw me too. Me too. Soups is my guy. Me too. This is why I I left in, with a little bit of disappointment in Man of Steel, and and even Batman v Superman because I feel like he wasn't done justice. That yeah. character wasn't done justice. But um, but I, I feel like they're right in the ship there, and uh, whereas Marvel has tended has apparently decided let's just go overly comedic. And what we're doing. But uh, we'll talk about that on Geek Out Loud. <laughs> um, this is a place to rock out. This is a place to rock out loud. Um, <clears throat> this is another band coming up, Kristen, from you. Panic at the Disco. Or Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Death of a Bachelor. Do I look lonely? I see the shadows on my face. People have told me I don't look the same. Maybe I lost weight. I'm playing hooky with the best of the best. Put my heart on my chest so that you can see it too.
So he's got a good voice. <laughs> I was not expecting that from you. <laughs> he does have it. I mean, like, look, when you can start out and do what he was doing there early on and kind of have that, um, uh, you know, that, that uh, Michael Buble kind of thing going and that sort of thing, kind of a mm -hmm. crooner, you know. But I, I think that he... Uh, you know, and then he busts into that death of a bachelor. I mean, that's a good, he's got a decent voice. So, yeah, it's much better now than when they first were a thing. Oh. See, here's my, this is where my dislike from Panic at the Disco comes from. So, Steve always jokes at me because he says that I let personal things impact. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> impact my feeling for fans. Uh Hi, Exhibit A right here. Um, what did so, they do? What did Panic do to hurt you? Let uh, They didn't hurt me, um, so hang on. Okay, so in 2006, I think, um, before Panic at the Disco really became like a big thing, like I Write Sins, Not Tragedies hadn't even broken yet. They were the opening act for The Academy Is. Um, and on that tour, I went to the Stone Pony, saw them and was completely unimpressed because he sounded awful um he's obviously gotten so much better but afterwards like i'm sitting outside and i'm hanging out with the bass player from the academy is and like on and off the singer and the guitar player like we're just like chilling outside the stone pony like it's like midnight no one's really out there there were these two girls that drove from ohio and they drove from Ohio because they wanted to see Panic at the Disco and they weren't going to Ohio. Mm. So all they wanted to do was see them and meet them afterwards. And this was in February. These two girls are like freezing and it's like it's midnight or a little bit later. Actually, no, it's later because it was after William was officially 21. So it was after midnight and they don't come off the bus. And, like, we're, you know, we're, like, chatting with the girls or whatever, and they're, like, you know, we got to leave. We have, like, a an eight-hour drive home. And I'm, like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for these girls. Like, that was all they wanted. So then they leave. Like, we're, like, oh, my God, safe safe trip home or whatever. Um, and I continue to talk to the bass player. And, like, ten minutes later, Panic at the Disco walks off their tour bus. And they look to the bass player, Adam, from the Academy Is, and they go, are those girls gone? Mm -mm. And I turned I turned to Adam, and I just went, are you kidding me? Did he just say that? Mm. So, yeah, ever since, like, big, like, bad taste in my mouth. I don't like that. It's like, you are nobody. And, like, these girls literally traveled to see you. I don't care if they were – like, they weren't annoying or rude or anything like that. I don't care if they are the most annoying people in the world. Like, you're a nobody band. You treat every fan with respect. Yeah. Yeah, give them a little bit for crying out loud. And literally no one was out there. It was, like, me, my dad, maybe, like, a few other people, and then those two girls. Like, there weren't more than, like, 15 people outside just hanging out. And at that point, we were all literally just hanging out, like, just mm -hmm. chatting. Like, there was nothing insane going on. There wasn't pandemonium. And that just rubbed me so wrong. Mm. I was not about that life. And I will take that opportunity. Anytime people bring up Panic at the Disco, I'm like, yeah, but let's talk about this one time, though. I call that the Lindsay Moon effect. I don't know what that means, but... 
Well, <clears throat> Lindsay Moon was a child who was under my purview when I was uh, working down in South Georgia back in the day. And um, this little girl was just, she was hip to all the good music. Um, she called me Papa um, as a joke because, like, there were some volunteer workers that worked at the church with me that she had basically said, well, these are my mom and dad. I said, well, if they're your mom, I said, I'm kind of their mom and dad, so I'm the kind of their dad, so that, well, that make me your granddaddy? She's like, sure thing, Papa. And, um, and so we would, she loved, you know, she loved all, she would fit in on this show. She loved the Bon Jovi. She loves any classic rock you throw out there. And so one day I throw in some Almond Brothers, just knowing she's going to love it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, well, this will make her happy. And she's like, turn that off, Papa. And I'm like, what? She's like, I can't stand the Almond Brothers. And I'm like, why in the world not? She's like, well, Papa, the year was 19, whatever it was. And she says, and I, I don't know if it was her mom that was uh, at a at a hair place or whatever, but anyhow, Greg Allman had come in to this place, as he did, to get his hair did, to get his hair cut. Okay. And um, the lady asked him for an, um, for an autograph for, um, maybe for her little girl, maybe for, maybe for Lindsay Moon. And, um, and he, said, he said, well, no, I get paid to do that. And so she refused to acknowledge any goodness from the Almond Brothers after that. I don't believe her. Yeah. So I just, uh, I, Panic at the Disco's never been on my radar. I don't know that I would like them. See, I feel like you might, because they do have a lot of 80s vibes. Ooh. Like, and they do have some songs that I'm like, this is a good song, but I just, I can't, I can't, can't get, get down. over that. Yeah. I can't support them. Can't get over someone being the old douche nozzle. I understand. Look, there's no sense. Yeah, in, I just can't. Yeah, there's no sense in it. There's no sense in anyone acting that way. You're not better than anybody just because you you got on a bus and you're playing some music on a stage. Who does? He oh think God, he Uncle is? Bill has uh, has infiltrated the chat. Bill uh -oh. has infiltrated the chat. Everyone. Well, Bill's not going to like this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him the fat bad. I mean, Nikki. What's the Nikki Six story? Have I never told you the Nikki Six story? I, I don't know. Okay, well, I'll start, and and you could stop me if okay. I have. All right. Um. So I was like, twelve, thirteen. Like I was younger, and Nikki Six was in a band called Bride's Destruction. Mm -hmm. And me, Angie, and Bill, and we really liked the record. Genuinely liked the record. And me, Angie, and Bill drove up to Sayerville. Land of Bon Jovi to see Bride's Destruction. Mm -hmm. And we got there at like four o'clock and we pull up because we couldn't find the turn for our hotel because this was before GPS. So Bill was like, well, screw it. I'm going to go in the venue and ask where this hotel is. So Bill pulls up and Nikki Six is standing outside of the bus. And me and Angie are like, oh my God, Nikki Six is right there. And this is 12-year-old like Kristen. Yes. Okay. Losing our mind. And so we get out, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, I'm, the two of us were just freaking out. We were like, oh, my God, what do we do? Oh, my God, do we, what do we, do we go up? Do we, what do we do? So we're standing there, like, just waiting for Bill. Before we could even do anything, his security guard gets a literal fence barricade and puts it up between us and Nikki. Between 12-year-old Kristen and Nikki Six. Yeah, 12-year-old Kristen, like, 
30-year-old Angie and Nikki Six. I just imagine... This now, is wait. Your... Story's not done. Okay. Story's not done. Then we go in. We're like, okay, whatever, whatever. Because we saw that he was meeting people after shows. So we're like, all right, you know what? We'll just wait till after the show. Sure. So we go in. We get front row. We sing Live Wire with Nikki Six, And it's still one of the top moments of my life. It was amazing. Um, and, like, we knew all the words to all the, the Bride's Destruction stuff. So they were into that. So they would sing with us. It was just a really good interactive night. That was the night that I saw Amen for the first time. And only time. Um, and then afterwards, we go outside. And we're waiting around, waiting around. And the band comes out, and Nikki Six walks out. He shakes Bill's hand, which Bill has later said felt like marshmallows <laughs> uh, because he was a little tubby at the time, and gets on the tour bus. And then we're like, okay, we're good. Like, they're going to come off. They're just going to, like, they're, you know, they're going to do whatever they got to do on the bus. They're going to come off. They're going to meet us. There's five of us waiting outside of the bus. It is. 4 a.m. Not to be confused with not, not to be confused with 6 a.m. What? Drives away. What? Yep. You're kidding me. Yep. Wow. So whenever Nikki is always like, he he'll go on Twitter and he'll be like, "Sorry guys, didn't come out of the show because the paparazzi were out there or the autograph hounds were out there, and I refuse to sign autographs when they're just going to be sold." I will always respond and be like, "Well, there was no people doing that, you know, in 2003 when I was waiting outside the bus and you just didn't come out. What were you doing? Injecting heroin, probably." Ugh. Sorry, I took it there. That just got dark. Go on to your next pick. I don't think I've heard the whole story. I remember that story of you just basically said you were 12 and and he refused to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I just imagine that security guard just carrying around a random piece of barricade. <laughs> and when anyone looks in Nikki Six's directions, he just walks over and just puts it right in front of him. Like, there's nothing else around it. It's just this one piece of bar- that metal barricade stuff. Dude. Mm. Wow. That was so ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous. Um, I need to apologize to everyone for what's about to happen. <laughs> you need to stop apologizing for things that you do, Steve. I understand that. But, look, I don't... I mean, you already admitted that you like Creed. Oh, well, I love Creed. What are you talking about? Can you take me higher? Um, so, all right, here, I'll just play it. Why don't I just do that? (laughs) I am so high, I can hear ever. I am so high, I can hear ever. That's uh, 
You know, it's not Nickelback, really. It's just Chad Kroger. I forget who he was with doing that, but um, the dude from Saliva. Right, Saliva. What a great name <laughs> I think for. His name was Joey. How about that? What a great name for a band, Saliva. <laughs> Spit. Um. So look, I it is cool to hate on Nickelback. I know that, and I know that all their songs sound the same. I get that, but this song, th- there was a revolution that took place in 2002. The, the flames of that revolution had been fanned earlier um, with, with in 1998 and 9 with Blade and then with X-Men. But in 2002, the revolution really hit with a movie called Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire played Spider-Man. Willem Dafoe played the Green Goblin. And this was the really the moment in time that launched superhero movies again. In earnest, um, and uh, and and that song was associated with. In fact, it started a trend in the rest of the superhero movies that would come out in the next few years, where there would be some pop song attached to the end, or rock song attached to the end. Um, Velvet Rawder did one for uh, Fantastic Four and for the Hulk movie, uh, the first one, the Ang Lee Hulk. Um, but anyhow, I just that song got way way overplayed, way overplayed, and I get that. I, and I think this is the first time I've listened to it in years and years and years. But I did dig it back then, and I still kind of dig it now. I'm not going to lie. Um, but now, when it comes to just listening on a regular basis to some Nickelback and stuff, I, they're hit or miss with me. I'm not a big fan. Uh, Chad Kroger sings like every other rock singer that sang in that era of the early 2000s. <laughs> I mean, it's true, you know. Um and, um, I mean, you listen, we played a calling song on an episode recently and, yeah, we did. You know, and that dude was doing this, that, that kind of voice. Yeah. And, um, it was the natural progression from Eddie Vedder and all those guys of the nineties. It was the natural progression to go a little more raspy and, and do that stuff. But, um, but yeah, hero, I dig that. I do dig the song. Um, but, but I dig it a lot because of because of the magical time that was 2002 with Spider-Man two weeks later followed by Attack of the Clones. So that's just where I come in on that song. So. I don't know that we'll ever play anything by Nickelback on this show again. I don't think so, unless the topic is just like awful bands. You know, but a lot of people like them. People are wrong, Steve. <laughs> Public opinion, not good. <laughs> Public opinion sucks. It's not! <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not taking up for them here. As I said, a lot of their music sounds exactly the same. I have parodied one of their songs in the past that was fun to do. Um, but I just, uh, I, I understand. I, okay, help me out here. Okay. Um, I'll try. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Explain to me, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to defend Nickelback here because I have no defense for them. But outside of all their songs sound the same, what is the problem with Nickelback? They sum up everything that's wrong with rock music in the past ten years. They're just boring radio rock, okay. and that's it. All right. Fair enough. There's nothing original. There's no sparkle. There's no nothing. Fair enough. 
What about when that deep voice man says, I'll have a burrito or whatever he says in that one song about the rock star? What? I've never even heard that song. You've never heard Rockstar? You've never heard Rockstar by Nickelback? No, and don't play it. (laughs) Because I've lived a great life not having to hear that song. You've heard this song. No, I will take my headphones off. No, I'm saying you've heard the song. I don't think I have. I'm through with standing in line to clubs. I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the nine. I'm never going to wear this. You never heard that? Nope, I have blissfully lived in ignorance of that one. And then the deep voice in the background says, tell him what you want. And he says, I want a burrito? At one point, he says, I'll have, I forget what, he orders something. Oh my God. Yeah. And he's like, I'll have a burrito. I forget what it actually is. I parodied this song in 2015, though, and made it about Star Wars. About seeing new Star Wars. That's when I was excited about Star Wars. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's going to be, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of Star Wars, real quickly, let me just drop this in there. Um, Tops is the name in collectible card trading, or trading cards, I should say, collectible trading cards. It has been since 1950 when they put their first baseball cards in with bubble gum. There's no more bubble gum. It's all baseball cards now, and top, or not even baseball cards. It's cards from baseball. They're, that's their flagship is the baseball cards, all the way to uh, Star Wars. Right now, it's the Journey to the Last Jedi card set that's available at hobby shops and retailers everywhere, featuring scenes from across the Star Wars uh, galaxy, the Star Wars saga, including the TV shows Clone Wars and Rebels. A uh, lot of fun inserts. Of course, your classic stickers and, and other mini sets within that set, base parallel colors of the borders and that sort of thing. But also the autograph chase, the uh, the sketch card chase, it's all there. Uh, check them out, Tops. And at Tops.com, when you go to Tops.com, they have all kinds of other merchandise and exclusive sales a lot of times on some merchandise there at, uh, at Tops.com cards that you can only get there. So check them out, Tops.com. And also don't forget the Star Wars Card Trader app on your phone or your uh, iOS device of your choice. You can get it in the App Store, the Google Play Store. It's thousands of cards trade with people from all over the world and it's like having the Star Wars galaxy in the palm of your hand. Check out the Star Wars card trader app. A lot of fun if you can get it to work. I'm sorry, Tops. I know that's not the best read you've ever had, but I can't log into my card trader app right now. So just saying, guys, get on the ball. Love your product. Love Tops. Love collecting cards. I really do. Everyone who listens to podcasts knows that. But um, And I think Tops should do maybe like a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame set at some point. Or not, because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is awesome. Well, I'm just thinking, like, whatever that would be, like the rock music card set or some such. You know, and you get your Bruce Springsteen and your classic Bon Jovi pictures and your, you know. Your Luke Spiller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chad, <laughs> Chad Kroger. Um, no. No. <laughs> it's Tops. Rediscover Tops. Rediscover the joy of collecting. Uh, now, you hate Dropkick Murphys. Think hate is the right word. I just don't like anything by them other than this song. All right, well, let's give it a listen.
Well, that's a, you know what I was expecting? I was expecting a, a cover of The Boys Are Back in Town by Old Thin Lizzy. Nope. Hmm. Not the case. Hmm. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> that is, uh, that sounds like a good party pub song. Um, you know what it is? It's a great hockey song. And mm. let's talk about why I love this song. Because one year, the Flyers at their home opener did their big to-do, their big home opener montage to pump everyone up to this song. And it was epic! <laughs> and now every year, I just play this song on opening day. Mm. All right. So that's the only song you like by Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, I mean, every other song sounds the same, but yeah. not as good as that. I got to tell you, um, during that song, as I was listening to it, I looked up Rock and Roll Trading Cards. And I don't I... know when these are from. I'm seeing 1991. And uh, there's a box on eBay of rock cards. And I can't see who actually produced these. It wasn't Tops. But um, the three cards they show are Scott Ian from Anthrax. Uh, and then all I can see, I can't see the name. Um, who, Brian from Poison? Brad? No, that's Brad. Brett. That's Brett Michaels. Okay. okay. I was like, uh, but I can But I can only see, I can't really see his face. I just see BR down at the bottom and then Poison. And then I can't even see at anything who it is. Uh, but then there's a Winger logo in the top corner of a third one. So, Ooh. yeah. 288 card set. Back in the That's day. a lot of cards. Win a trip for two to a concert of your choice anywhere in the world. Free rock merchandise and more. I'm sure that con I'm sure that contest has ended. You think? Mm -hmm. They had randomly inserted Legacy Series cards featuring the Grateful Dead. Ugh. What a what a crock. Anyhow, you can buy a box right now for thirteen ninety nine. Mm hmm. On eBay. eBay.com. There's our eBay plug. For oh, my show. God. <laughs> What's next? Oh, this one. <clears throat> Again, I want to make clear that I'm not crapping on the band. I just don't necessarily like them. I am. Okay.
All right, now listen, I've always said, for me, if I feel it, I'm going to dig it. And this song, I have no idea what he's singing. I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> but I just feel like the, the the guitar there, the the whole thing, the the up and down, the way that he is, he's phrasing the words that he's saying and the way that they're just kind of, the the, the, the the cadence that he's singing at. I, there's just something about... The structure, it, it kind of goes against what you would normally think the structure, I guess, of some of those syllables would, how they'd be emphasized, emphasized. Um, but I just, I always felt this song. I love it. I'm not, a, I don't care necessarily for Pearl Jam. There's one or two other songs by them that I like. I really do think Eddie Vedder's a pretty cool guy um, from everything that I've ever heard or seen about him. Uh, he did a great job with Bruce Springsteen doing uh, Highway to Hell in Australia that one time. Playing play his little That's like your favorite discovery. Playing his little light up tambourine. But um but I just never cared for Pearl Jam. And to me, Pearl Jam is one of those examples of um a group that made the music that I love uncool for the masses. Yep. And and so and, and maybe that's part of why I have a problem with him. But like I say, as far as Eddie Vedder goes, I know that I've seen him in interviews and stuff and I've always thought he seemed pretty cool. Um, but I just, I really like this song. I just like the, the feel of it and the flow of it. And, uh, like I say, I have no idea this and even flow. I don't know what he's saying in even flow, but, um, and I know that, <laughs> thank you that's so what, much. Thank saying. you so much for that. <laughs> oh, Christian, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I, but I just know I like the feel of it. And, uh, so yeah, that's. You know that's Pearl Jam, though. You didn't really—that that was the go-to joke. You couldn't understand what anyone was saying back then. <laughs> it really was. No, because it's true, hundred percent. Like that was the whole premise of Weird Al's um, parody of "Smells Like Teen Spirit." <laughs> um, like the whole thing is you can't understand what we're saying, and like even the video, he starts spitting marbles out of his mouth while he's trying to do the song and stuff. Weird Al has his finger on the pulse, man. By the way, he knows what's funny. Also, I gotta say this: Bill figured out our, I guess, um, our uh, our topic in the chat, uh-huh. and he's like, "Turn the page by Bob Seger." Bill doesn't like Seger. No, Bill doesn't like Bill doesn't like anything. Like anything, me and Angie like. Bill does not like. Like he doesn't like Bad Company. Like. He doesn't like any of it. Like, think of a band we like. Bill doesn't like them because they're quote finger hippie music. But it's not. He's not hip. Bob's. <laughs> Don't even try, Steve. Don't even try, because me and Angie just like you know give him crap all the time. Because <laughs> we're like, how do you not like that? Angie says all the time. She's like. Well, she's like, Bill doesn't like anything I like, band-wise, like, new band-wise. And then she's like, but I don't like any of the crap he likes either, so I guess we're even. Bill likes the old peg-leg rock singer. Um, yeah, because how do we not know about them? Yeah. Yeah, how, how have you guys never heard about this guy? I don't even know if that's what Bill sounds like. I'm just saying. By the way, um, you guys need the hip what? Um, what is Mint Greenbird saying? I have no idea. You guys need the hip. Oh, the tragically hip. Oh. I know what he's talking about there. Okay, yeah. See, we finally talked about them now. Mm-hmm. Now he'll be happy. Well, actually, you know, you, you're kind of 
you're you're suffering today. You're mourning the loss today. <laughs> um, but Mint Green Bird in the chat actually came up earlier with this, and he says, um, "The pa- this past month we lost Gord Downey. He was the lead singer of the Tragically Hip. Fourteen albums, thousands of shows, playing sold out arenas across Canada. I maintain that they are the best band you've never heard of. They got they never got a lot of penetration to the U.S." but they are the iconic band of our northern neighbors. I just push them here all the time because I know you two would love listening to them. Uh, I know you two would love them listening to you talk about your choices and tastes. Got to make my own show, uh, make my own once a show mention. So uh, the loss of Gord Downey, the uh, the lead singer for the Tragically Hip. Man, that's a, that's a loss. Losing so. too many people. I think he sent me a Tragically Hip album, did Mint Greenberg. And it's, really? Yeah, because I was scrolling through my stuff today, and I and I saw him like, tragically hip. Oh yeah, someone sent this to me, and they're not bad, Kristen. Really? Yeah, they're not bad. Hmm. So, I got to get back to this thing with Bill though, real quick. Seeger, look, <laughs> um, I was actually saying when you said Bill was here, I was so excited because on my bucket list is to hang out with you and Angie and Bill at some point. <laughs> Dude, it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. We're fun peeps. Yeah. Yeah, me and Angie but, are definitely fine. But fun. I don't know, I, a, a brother that don't like night moves, I'm gonna have a hard time with. Oh, but Steve, he'll hate on every music you like. You just have to accept it, and then he'll throw out these bands. He's like, "You've heard of them," and it's like, "No, no, we have not heard of that band." So, I mean, you just have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell and, you what, and me and Angie will have your back, so it's okay. fine. Well, I mean, I, I, but we always, Bill and I always seem to line up on some stuff though too. Like if I drop some GNR, he gets, he gets down with me. Well, yeah, that. How does he Whatever. feel? How does he feel about Def Leppard? Um, I think he said that they were girl music. You're breaking my heart, yes. Bill. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> yeah, because me and Angie asked him if he wanted to go, and he's like, "No, that's girl music." Oh, Bill, you. I can't even run to you, Bill. <laughs> so this is just what you're in for, okay? When, like, we eventually all hang out, this okay. is what you're in for. All right. Okay. Let me just say this right up front, everyone. The, <laughs> the next three bands... Are controversial! This is where the real controversy kicks in. We begin with a band that you know that neither Kristen and I really care for that much. This is Kristen's pick. I don't even like this song. Really? Um, yeah. See, I like a few songs in this band, but mm-hmm. I, lately I've been I've been liking this. I don't know. I think it's just the like the opening lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Feeling well, it, so I picked it. Well, this is the Beatles. <laughs> what record scratch? We don't like the Beatles. A day in the life of. Oh. 
And they're doing this weird thing with the mix where like it's coming in weird points in the stereo and I just don't I mean it was Sergeant Pepper, of course. That's when they were going through their, you know their um altered phase. Yeah. Good for them. There is a documentary on Netflix that I do want to watch. And it is about Sgt. Pepper. And oh, yeah? I added it to my Netflix queue and I just haven't been on Netflix lately to watch it. You know, I kind of like the song Sgt. Pepper. I I contemplated putting that on there too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to do like "Hey Jude" or "Let It Be," which are other Beatles songs I like because I feel like I put them on here before or I've at some yeah. point talked about them. So I was like, "All right, I'm not going to do that." So I was like, "You know, what? let's do a day in the life." The yeah. song that ends, Sergeant Pepper's. Well, you know, which everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's like the greatest album of all time." Like, okay, whatever. Is it? Is it though? That's what. That's what people say. Well, public opinion. You know how you feel about public opinion. Um, here's where I'm weird. I like old Beatles. I like, like, Mop Top, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, Tell no, that's, that's like the, that? well, that's the O'Neaters. But, yeah, that kind of thing. You know, Can't Buy Me Love. I saw her standing there. That kind of stuff. Um, but, but as they got into their experimental phases, not a fan. Just not a fan. Um. And that's and I know that's the stuff that you know just rock the world and rock the industry, but great, good for them, you know. Good for them. Yeah, I'm glad they I'm glad they succeeded at something. Um, glad they're doing the work. Still, just can't believe that I, Bob Seger got called hippie music. I mean, did you see the other bands he's calling out? I mean, I know you really don't like them. Yeah, you might like Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix is an amazing guitarist. Okay, well, uh, Bill does was. not like him. Well, you know what? I, I'm i not going to fight the Jimi Hendrix battle. Okay. But I I don't think you can deny the talent of Hendrix. And Voodoo Child is great. I think Bill could. Well, he's just being stubborn then. Pink, <laughs> Pink Floyd, I've never really cared for, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Um, there's a couple. That, that, I guess I could have picked a Pink Floyd song or two to put on here. Um, Grateful Dead. I don't know that I know one Grateful Dead song. Oh my God! Wait a minute. What about this? So me and Andrew at Kaleo. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's in the chat anymore, but they they were playing a song over the PA, and I said to Angie, I was like, "Who is this? Like, who sings this song? Like, I've heard it before." And we look at it and we're like, "It's the Grateful Dead!" Like, oh my God. <laughs> Now I'm like, now it's going to drive me crazy, so I have to, like, look it up. But, yeah, not not a fan at all of The Grateful Dead. So Bill says Hendrix knew how to make a mistake look like genius. Well, that's genius in and of itself. Listen, that's what this whole podcasting network is built on. One man who knows how to make mistakes look like genius. And that's you? That's me. Okay. Yeah, because I make my mistakes look like genius. Oh, I think the name of the song was, was Casey Jones. Okay. Is that a song? It's a Grateful Dead song, I think. 
Well, I know it's a. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm, it is, but yeah, I, I, I have it. to see like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That stupid song where it's like driving that train. High oh, is that is that, that the song? Grateful Dead? Yes. Me didn't know that. Our minds were blown. Didn't know that was Grateful Dead. And then we didn't know the name of the song was Casey Jones. We're like, they're saying Casey Jones. Driving that train. How cocaine. Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. Yeah, I know that song. <laughs> See, thank you. Thank you, Angie, for coming coming in the chat and, and um saying yes, because I was like, me, we were cracking up. Like my stomach hurt. Because I was like, the, the song is called Casey Jones. Mm. Yeah, I I don't like the song necessarily, but I do know it. All right. <clears throat> my ears are bleeding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kristen, I got to be honest with you. Because people have known of our disdain for the Beatles. I guess disdain's a strong word. And because people know of your disdain for the final pick of the evening. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, this is the most controversial pick of the show. I was kind of surprised to see this because I did not know that you were opposed. Well, opposed is strong language. I just, look, their hits, I'm down with two of them, but I don't like his voice that much. And I just, the rest of their stuff, is super, super talented. Incredibly talented. One of the greatest drummers of all times. But I'm just not a big fan of Rush. But I do like this song. There that is, everyone. Dun, you can dun, dun, dun. You, you can send your hate mail to. And understand, I'm saying I like that song. That's Tom Sawyer. Who doesn't? Um, I tell you, I like that song, and I said I like both their hits. <laughs> but I don't know that I like the uh, the other one that I can never remember how it goes. Living on the lightest stage. That one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. By the way, I could just think of I Love You, Man, whenever I hear Rush now. So it's like I can't hate Rush because I got I Love You, Man from it. 
What is I Love You Man? What? Oh, God. What? Oh, God. You've never seen the movie I Love You Man? Uh, why would I? Because it's hilarious. Well, I don't know that. Oh, my God. Steve, it's hilarious. And they have such a bromance for Rush. And at one point, they do a jam to this. And like he, they'll, they'll be like, the Holy Triumvirate. Exit the Warrior Today's Tom Soy. It's so funny. Today's you talk Tom about what, how you feel about the song. I'll see if I can find the clip. Today's Tom Soy. Here's the trailer. Will you marry me? Yes! Peter already booked the place we went for that long weekend. So romantic. So romantic. She doesn't know she's on speakerphone. That's where you guys had sex for the first time, right? Wow. Marry him. Lock that tongue down, girl. So you're not gonna have a best man? Um, here's the thing, Zoe. Peter's always been a girlfriend guy. All his dude friends just fell by the wayside. Why is it weird that I had girlfriends? Nothing. We're just saying you never really had a best friend is all. Well, who's your best friend? Your brother, Robbie. What's up? He's about the coolest guy I know. <laughs> So what do I do? How do I meet friends? If you see a cool-looking guy, strike up a conversation and ask him on a mandate. Okay, you know what I mean? No. Casual lunch or after-work drinks. You're not taking these boys to see The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, God, I love that movie. No, I won't. He just moved to L.A. His mother says he's so excited to meet you. I really enjoyed this. Awesome. <gasps> yeah, he got up in there. Like tongue? A whole bunch of tongue deep in my mouth. I'm Peter Clavin. I'm the realtor. Sydney Fife. Hey, check out these two. That guy needs to fart. He does seem to be clenching. Watch the leg. Boom. He farted in my open house. He sure did. I'm thinking it might be a little bit small. Totally, and it smells like fart. Hey, Sydney. I could be in Venice by five. I could do that. It's a mandate. This is a mandate. He's the most beautiful dog in the world. Need a plastic bag? Or... Oh, no, I don't clean up after my dog. Damn it! How about cleaning up after you, dog? You mind your own! What the f Society tells us to act civilized, but the truth is we're animals, and sometimes you gotta let it out. Try it. Ah! Respect the process. Ah! Yeah, you feel better? Yeah. Wanna get a corn dog? Yeah! Let's go. So what do you guys do for seven straight hours? Ah! Yeah, Pete! So is he your best man? It's way too early to tell. Sweet, sweet hanging. Truth is, I've been a girlfriend guy, but out of all those girls, you're the only one that wanted me to have my own life. It's like one of the most romantic things I could ever think of. What's up? Come on. Hey, geek! I just stepped in your dog's crap! <laughs> Peter Rudd! <laughs> well, I love Paul Rudd. And Andy Samberg's in it. I love Jason Yeah, me too. Now, right. go, in, go in the thing. I got it. Okay. Modern day warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. That's it. How's that feel? It's tasty. Yeah? You sound pretty good, buddy. Here we go. Though his mind is not for rent, don't put him down as arrogant. His reserve quiet defense. Dragging out the day's events. Wow, that's a good one, bud. Oh, hey, check out these two. I call them Bowsers. It's my nickname for people who look just like their dog. Bowsers? Where'd you come up with that? Oh, that sounded right. Hey, geek! Oh, language. Just stepped in your dog. Oh, language. Now I'm gonna make you eat it. <laughs> 
Oh, this is fun. This is a pair of jeans that he actually... This house is exquisite. I'd like to make an offer. Crazy there for a second. Oh my god. <laughs> Today is Tom Soy. Is <laughs> <laughs> the word Tom Soy? It's a great song and it's been used in a lot of movies and stuff because it's good. It's a good song. Let's you know. But I tell you what, and Neil Pert, incredible drummer. There's no getting around that. Like he's just amazing. But um I just don't, I've never really cared for the, uh, for the band. I Love You Man is on Netflix right now. Well, as soon as I get through with Stranger Things 2, I Love You Man is up next. Yes! So, all right. Well, we've come to our last pick. It is by Led Zeppelin. It is by the greatest band of all time. Greatest cover band of all time? Um, it's <laughs> well played. But I can edit where you say greatest band of all time. Greatest cover band of all time. <laughs> I can edit that too. Cover, 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 there's, cover, cover, cover. There's cover, nothing cover, you can cover. Cover. There's, cover. there's nothing you can do that I can't edit. <laughs> well, then if you edit it, you better run for cover. And this like is the killers say. Mm, and this is a great song. Uh, I love this song. Uh, I know. That's why I picked it. It's the only one. This is off of Led Zeppelin three. It's Tangerine. Sure. It is. can't feel that you don't have a soul i mean i feel it because of almost famous 
Mm. Okay. So. See, they, they got it almost famous. Why can't you understand? Because they're just awful. They're not awful. Let's they not use are. the word awful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm... To these ears, they're awful. Mm-mm. Look, <laughs> you got to get over that. They're awful! I'm going to send you this YouTube video about what makes John Bonham such a great drummer. Great, and I won't watch it. Why not? I watch all your stuff. I watch because your crap. he's not. You just said Neil Peart was the greatest rock and roll drummer, one of the greatest. I guess John what... Bonham is not the greatest. Right. I said I didn't say the greatest. I said a great drummer. Nope. Ears bleeding again. I got to get out of the chat. Me and Bill. <laughs> me and Bill going to have some issues before it's all said and done. Speaking of, <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of Led Zeppelin 3, great segue. We are actually doing Rock Out Lead on the side A of Led Zeppelin 3 later this week, myself and Jimmy Mack. So uh, so those of you who love the Rock Out Lead, check it out. Coming later this week. Little plug there. Little plug. So this they use Tangerine in um, in uh, Almost Famous? Almost Famous? Yeah. Yes. Again, keep in mind, it's been like 20 years since I've seen that movie. We have to do a watch along. Okay. Um, because it is perfection. Um, and the whole thing, it's, it's the whole what do you love about music part. Mm. And then they go into Tangerine. Mm. And I will send you the clip since that's apparently what we're doing. It's a good song. <laughs> it's a good song. It is. It's a good song. And it works in this song, in this part, and in this moment. And it gives me goosebumps. It makes me cry. Mm -hmm. The scene. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, it just sums it all up. In, uh, on the album Encomium, back from 1994-95, a tribute to Led Zeppelin. Big Head Todd and the Monsters covered Tangerine. They did a decent job. I don't even know who that is. They were, oh, well, it's one of those 90s bands. <laughs> Dime a dozen. Yeah. Um, Robert Plant and Toy Amos did Down by the Seaside, and it is uh, seven minutes of just weirdly wonderful stuff on, on Encomium. See, and I heard that Robert Plant was kind of um, rude on Howard Stern's show. So, again, I'm just like, I just don't like you. You know, I, Jimmy Mack has met him a couple of times and said he was a super nice guy. The only thing he wouldn't sign um, for people were um, posters for Coda, their album what? Coda. Mm -hmm. What even is that? It was like one of their last albums. And I think he Why just, wouldn't he sign a poster? I think he didn't like the album. He was he he maybe was ashamed of it. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't. So well, you know what? At that point, you gotta give someone a pass on that. But he would he did everything else for everybody. <laughs> did you find the uh I sent it to you. How where'd you send it? I sent it in the thing. I don't there know. There's two it windows. I put it in both. Great, I found it. Here we go. <laughs> So, Russell, what do you love about music? To begin with, everything.
Morocco. Seat by the window, please. Touching stuff. Are you crying? No, because I didn't watch the whole movie. Oh, great. Okay. So you got to build up. To I have it. to have it all. You got to build up. Yeah. To it. Nice. Because then you have like the whole like they don't even know what it is to be a fan mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. love some band or some silly little piece of music so much that it hurts. Like I need all that stuff. I need right. all the feels to build up to that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. Have you seen the Thor Ragnarok yet? I have not. I'm not really like a go see the Marvel stuff in the theater person. Oh, I didn't know if maybe you were go see Chris Hemsworth with his shirt off theater. No, because the I don't think he's hot without hair. You shut your mouth. Without hair, I'm sorry. I I like a man with long hair. Well, I like a man with that body. That's all I'm saying. Um. Well, there's a lot of men with that body in these kind of movies. That's I mean, true. Henry Cavill. Well, <laughs> hey. Hello. How about him? Mm-hmm. Um. Anyhow, well, it's they 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 have. I was surprised they actually used the immigrant song in the movie, and it's used to pretty good effect. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, before we go, Kristen. Yeah. On a personal note. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, I'm scared. Yeah, I have a I have a blind date Thursday. Any advice? You have a blind date. Well, kind of blind. Okay, so. I would say your biggest top tips are to ask her about herself. Okay. <laughs> like, ask her questions about her um, and be yourself. Okay. So, be myself. That's the part I have a hard time with. All right. <laughs> Don't try to be any... Because, Steve, if it goes on and it becomes something serious... That's true. Then yeah. it's like, oh, well, you weren't like this when we met. Just be yourself. And then if it doesn't work out, guess what? It was meant to be. All right. All right. Well, good. Okay. Good luck on your blind date. Thank you. Thank you. I am, uh, I'm not a fan of just random meeting people and going out, but that's, how, that's kind of happened. So... <laughs> Don't mention that she's blind, says Mint Green. <laughs> don't oh mention God. don't mention you have a podcasting empire. Well, I don't have an empire, so to speak, but people do find out about the podcasting rather quickly. Because they're like, hey, what you people, doing? People tend to be really into that. Well, they but- act they act like it's a bigger deal than it is sometimes as well. I know. People are like, oh my God, you have a podcast? What? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I just show up. Mm. Like, that's my role in this, guys. I just show up, and Steve does literally all the work. All I do is show up. How are these things, no, getting, how are these things getting posted? I thought you did yeah, all that. Yeah, you... I, I, I don't do it. I thought you did it. No, I thought you did. Well... I we, thought you did it. No, so I thought you were doing it. Oh, my God. It's the ghost of Rock Out Loud Future. <laughs> Rock Out Loud Future. I like it. As long as, long as it's not... <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. We ought to work up a... Okay, now my little brain's working. 
God. We ought to. Well, it should be a crossover thing, a, a Goldiverse crossover. We should okay. do. A, we should do. I should do this. I should talk about this off air so no one steals it. Um, <laughs> yeah, do that. Let's end yeah. it, and then you tell me about it. Okay, I'll tell you the idea that just popped in my head that I've not worked out at all. That don't know if it can work. All right, so that's it. As we said at the beginning, keep in mind, we're not saying that you shouldn't like the bands that we don't like, because obviously, even bands we don't like have some stuff that we do. So that's what that's your takeaway from this. Love what you love, enjoy what you love, and uh, rock out to what you want to rock out to. And, uh, and just have fun with it. That's what it's all about. If you feel it, then that's what matters. We'd love to hear from you. You can... Tell me how stupid I am for not liking Rush. You can tell Kristen how upset you are with her that she doesn't like, I don't know, Murphy's Law or whatever that band was. Slick Murphy's. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll tell y'all fair what I almost called them. Um, anyhow, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. Rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. We are on the Facebook uh, at uh, facebook.com slash rockoutloudpodcast. But where the real action is happening these days is over in the Goloverse group, the Guardians of the Goloverse, where we're talking about all kinds of things. Uh, you can get there easily by going to geekoutonline.com slash group. I hope you're following us on all the Twitter. Uh, at rockoutloudpod is where Kristen has been super active in the social media, doing polls, asking your opinions on stuff. And that's one thing we should have done on this episode. I, I meant to go to Twitter and uh, and and. And, and gather some of your responses for some discussion. We'll do that on a future episode, of course, as it's always fun to see what you guys are listening to and what you're into right now. And Kristen comes up with some great uh, great topics of discussion. Follow us on Twitter, at RockOutLoudPod. You can follow Kristen at XboxingTheStars. You can follow the entire Goliverse at Goliverse. One of the best ways to buy music is through Amazon's digital music. Uh, I, that's how I get my stuff. And uh, you can get to Amazon and shop for anything you want to by using the links you'll find at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. It supports the shows when you do that. We thank Tops for their support, and we thank you, the listener, for your support through Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. You help keep these shows going through your support. Uh, it could not have been done without you, at least for the past year, and that's not me exaggerating. But I'm saying that 2017 has been brought to you by the listeners. Uh, you're, you're what's kept the lights on for the Goliverse, and we thank you for that. That wraps us up for this episode. Songs we like by bands we don't. Our apologies to Candlebox, the Gaslight Anthem, Lady Gaga, Panic at the Disco, Chad Kroger, Dropkick Murphys, Pearl Jam, The Beatles, Rush, and Led Zeppelin. You have plenty of fans without us. You'll be okay. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. <laughs>